A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, Darwin Nunez is a red and we have got the biggest transfer of the summer covered from all angles in video and in podcast form on Redmen Plus, our Liverpool streaming service. We have got a Redmen React with myself, Chris Pajak and Steve Hall talking around the emotion of going big in the transfer market and bringing them in and how we feel about the move, the transfer fee, the comparisons on all that good stuff. I spoke to Andrew Beasley to get some expert insight into how he's likely to link up and the evolution of both him and Carvalho and Diaz coming into the side and manage going on and what it means for the Mighty Reds moving forward and Chris Pajak has done a stat show special on the man himself deep dive into what he brings as a footballer what he's done in his career so far and how that could fit in with your mighty Reds and plenty more to come beside that head over to redmenplus.com sign up get involved get closer to Liverpool Football Club the city of Liverpool the cultural impact around all of that and Liverpool's amazing new siren Tanning Darwin Nunes all streaming exclusively in video and in podcast form so I'm going to start off with something that Sam provided me. Um, now, he gave me uh, a look at the two previous years uh, before signing for Liverpool Football Club for each of the sort of five players that we're looking at. So we've got Nunes, we've got Mo Salah, uh, Roma, 2015 to 17. We've got Diogo Jota. Uh, 2018 uh, to 2020, and you can see all of these uh, in front of you now. We've got Sadio Mane from Southampton, 2014 to 2016, and we've got Louis Diaz Porto, 2019 to 2022. Um, so, I think first of all, you know, we're not looking at the same age. I've seen a lot of people do that already, actually, with looking at 22-year-old Mo Salah and 22-year-old Diogo Jota and 22-year-old Sadio Mane and Luis Diaz. We're actually comparing them the two previous years that they, they played for when Liverpool signed them off the back of. So you can see here, at 22 years old, um, Darwin Nunes was getting 0.65 goals a game. Um, Mo Salah was getting... Um, 0.48 goals game. I've not done that right. Apologies. There we go. I'm going to go to the purple one because I prefer that. Um, 0.65, 0.48. Diogo Jota, 0.29. Sadio Mane, 0.39. And Luis Diaz, 0.43. So, uh, Nunes, even at 22 years old, uh, younger than most of the players on this list at the time, is getting more goals per game than even Salah was in his previous two years at Roma, although played in a slightly different role and etc. etc. But this is maybe what Liverpool are looking at. So the expected goals, he was overperforming because he was getting 0.4 expected goals per game, but he was actually achieving 0.65. Mo Salah was overperforming 
the Gazzotta was slightly underperforming with 0.35. Sadio Mane, exactly the same. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and Luis Diaz was expected to score 0.29 a game and actually scoring 0.43 uh, per game. Again, um, now Darwin Nunes sorry, comes out on top. Now, shots attempted. Uh, again, Nunes highest. 2.91 for him. 2.16 for Mo. 2.16 for Diogo. 2.74 shots per game for Mane. And 2.46 for Luis Diaz. Uh, touches in the opposition box as well. 6.72. Mo, 5.2. Jota, 4.03. Mane 4.34 and Louis Diaz 4.34. So just based on those metrics there, you can see that Darwin Nunes is outperforming what the other players, when we bought them, were doing at their clubs in the roles that they fulfilled for those clubs. Which, you know, when you consider that I believe Mo, Diogo, Sadio have all got better. Probably a little bit too soon to judge Louis Diaz coming in halfway through a season. Um, but I think you can see that we've got a player there and we're not think we're not thinking this is going to be a flop, Louis Diaz. In fact, far far from it. We're actually thinking the complete opposite, aren't we? We're thinking he is going to improve. So for example, <clears throat> and I should have done the research on this and apologies, you know, he's overperforming his expected goals. Uh, Louis Diaz is before he comes in to Liverpool. I'd be shocked if he's still overperforming his expected goals based on the half a season that I've seen, but I do think that that will turn around this season. So, uh, massive thank you to Sam Maguire and 23 for this information. We're going to move on now. We're going to look first of all at his, or secondly, I should say, is his minutes by position. So you can see there for Benfica in 21-22 season, he played 1,083 minutes through the middle central striker. 395 to just off to the right hand side in the sort of half space. 46 minutes are in Mo's position potentially. Uh, right wing, 431 left, 458 inside left half space. So that already tells you there that this grouping of three here, um, from the centre to the left hand side, is quite clearly where he was utilised most at Benfica in the 21 22 season. A uh, little bit of minute here and there, you know, a bit more sort of left forward-ish type of player at 215 minutes there. I expect that this is where we're going to see him play his minutes as well uh, for Liverpool Football Club. Probably here, but I'm not quite ruling out the left-hand side of, of a three either yet. Although I do believe if I had to put money on it, we're going to see him in that central striker position. So I'm going to move on now. Uh, again, graphics provided by Sam Maguire in 23. This is a look at the Premier League for two years for Nunes on the left-hand side of your screen and the Premier League for Jota at Wolves 2018 to 2020. So the two previous years, we've stuck with that. And you can just see here, I'm just going to have to move this microphone slightly. Apologies. Um, exactly what I'm looking at. So Nunes is attempting more shots, 3.5 to 2.1. Is XG slightly higher uh, than Diogo Jota is non-penalty goals just lower uh, is post shot X oh sorry that was non-penalty XG apologies you can just see there um, but is post shot XG and if you don't know what post shot XG, XG is it's what happens after the shot how much has the skill of the striker actually said okay this was a 0.3 XG chance 
but because of the shot itself, it's now a 0.6 chance, for example. It means basically how lethal a finisher is this striker. So what you can see here is, yes, uh, Diogo Jota, non-penalty XG, and Darwin Nunes, non-penalty XG were very, very similar, but there's a big variation here between Diogo Jota in blue and Darwin Nunes' post-shot XG, which says to me he's more lethal finisher than Diogo Jota is. So I hope I've cleared that one up for you. Um, Non-penalty post-shot XG, exactly the same. Touches in the opposition box. Shots assisted, he's even assisted more shots. Uh, expected assists, uh, about one and a half times as much. And his passes attempted, though. This is quite interesting for me, is really, really low. And I looked through a sort of game-by-game analysis, and it's not on here, uh, of how many passes uh, Nunes completed per game. And sometimes it was like six a game. Sometimes it was like 14 a game, 12 a game. Uh, he's not getting involved in the build-up of play in any way near the same way that someone like a Roberto Firmino might, you know, who averages more than probably 14, uh, 14 passes attempted uh, during a game of football. But what he is doing is he's getting on the end and he's obviously finishing the goal, those goals, those moves off. And that's something that Benfica, obviously, tip of the spear, Darwin Nunes, that's it. Everything's building up to him. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, think of Cristiano Ronaldo at Manchester United, how they use him, isn't it? You know, he's not involved in the build-up. He's there to get on the end of things and stick the ball in the back of the net. Nunes at Benfica was used in a similar way, although it has a completely different style. So maybe it wasn't the best thing. Now let's compare him. Uh, Erling Haaland in the Bundesliga 2021 uh, to Darwin Nunes in the Primera Liga in Portugal 2021-22. So both comparable seasons. Non-penalty shots, roughly the same. Non-penalty XG. Uh, Haaland was taking those shots from much better areas. You can see 0.5 to 0.3. And both strikers completely lethal. Um, Darwin Nunes just goes up slightly, as does um, Erling Haaland. Now, 
And that says to me that they're both lethal finishes. It also says to me that Dortmund were working Erling Haaland into a much better area of the pitch to take his shots from. Um, I'd imagine that if you're in a better area of the pitch and you're a lethal finisher, your XG is going to go up exactly the same as what we talked about with Darwin Nunes. Touches in the opposition box, exactly the same. Darwin Nunes cre- creates more shot assists than Erling Haaland did. Uh, the expected assists, though, were almost exactly the same. The dribbles attempted per game, you can see Haaland's close to zero. Um Nunes, 6.7. Attacking duels attempted. He's more involved in probably the press, you would say, by this. I'm just going to get rid of some of them. You can see Haaland's just there. And close to 9.3 attacking duels attempted per game. So much more involved in trying to win the ball back. Um, Shot placement ratio, um, very, very similar. And we've talked about non-penalty shots. So what can you draw from that? Well, for me, I'm saying that, look, Haaland's an absolutely incredible player. Right now, I think Haaland's the better player. I really do. I'm sorry to be a Debbie Downer on that. It's just the way that I see it. If if Liverpool signed Haaland, I'd be much more excited. That doesn't mean to say that I'm not excited about Darwin Nunes. Haaland's just one of those players, isn't he, Uh, that comes along once or twice in a generation. Nunes has the potential to be that, and I am certain of that as well. So we're going to move on now and we're going to look at the heat maps for Luis Diaz and Darwin Nunes. We're going to look at Benfica's heat map for uh, Nunes. We're going to look at Liverpool's heat map for Luis Diaz. So you can see here, obviously, that the lighter it is right there, that's where he spends most of his time. So I think it's fair to say that Nunes spends most of his time in that sort of left-hand side, half space inside the box area. Uh, with a little bit over on that left-hand side as well. But two players that play in very similar positions, I think it's fair to say. And I mentioned this actually uh, on the Red Memory Act show that we did when he signed yesterday. Um, And I I do feel like I just wonder whether I'm just going to draw on the map here. If you've got Luis Diaz over here and you've got let's say, uh, Darwin Nunes over here, and you've got Mo Salah hugging the touchline over here. I think if they if he plays central and he plays that off to that left-hand side, I think you're going to have to roll defenders this way, and you might be able to get a, a one-on-one or even just, uh, excuse me, even just a, a two-on-one. But then what does that leave for these two players? Mo Salah might be double-teamed, but maybe not triple-teamed. Um, and that might be Luis Diaz and Darwin Nunes playing off each other. Uh, but my guess would be that you might be able to isolate Mo Salah one-on-one situations much better without the use of midfielders, of course. Um, but I did talk about that a little bit yesterday, so I'm not going not gonna to dwell on that. Um, next up, we've got um, the two seasons of Darwin Nunes in the Premier League. We've got 2021 on the left-hand side. We've got 21-22 on the right-hand side. Now, what you can see from this shot map uh, is also where the goals are scored. So the stars are goals uh, when they're red. The blue stars, uh, I'm looking at this left-hand side one now, um, are shot assists that end in a goal. So you can see here, involved... But on that right-hand side, you know, just many more red stars, isn't there? You can just see them all over the place nowadays. Now, again, what's the big thing that that sort of jumps out at me? Okay, one shot outside the penalty area that goes in. Lots of shots outside the penalty area, which I think it's fair to say, I haven't done a little bit of research on Nunes now, a little bit, a lot of research on Nunes now. He takes too many shots from outside of the penalty area. That's something that I think, you know, we're going to find out, aren't we, whether... 
it's natural, it's aggressive. He wants to get on the front foot. He wants to score those beautiful goals from outside the area. I've got a feeling that Liverpool are going to basically just knock that out of his head. Like, no, this is not what you want to do. We want you in this area of the field right here in the middle of those concentric circles, taking your shot from in there because that's when you're at your absolute best. I mean, look, all these sort of shaded sort of little red circles, they're all off target. You know, these two and this third one are on target. So from his shot outside the box, he's actually not that good. If you look at it, he's probably not even getting that many on targets. I could understand if the keeper saves it and stuff like that. So I think that's an area where Liverpool are going to look at and go, right, you know, what we need to do with you is get you into that penalty area. And I think what you can see as well from the graphics in front of me is you can see a much better understanding of how the team are using him. Not necessarily, I'm not going out on a limb and saying he's improved, although I think he has when you look at the stats. But I think he's getting into these areas more. And you can just see there's loads and loads and loads of these sort of shaded little red circles dotted around where they're all off target. All of a sudden, these shaded red circles, when you move on to the next season, either turn into goals or shots that are on target. You know, it's, it tends to be the little groupings of the wider ones that go off target. So I think he now knows and, and recognises he's taking his shots from a better area. He's getting more on target. And that's obviously an important growth for any young player, especially when you've just moved to a side. So I'm going to move on to the next slide now. And this is sort of following on from what I was talking about there is... Quite often, I think strikers come into, you know, uh, as a young player, and you want to hit the corners. You want to hit the top bins. Yeah, it's just obvious, isn't it? But where you get your goals, it's just by hitting the fucking target sometimes. And I think that's what you can see. The fact that 10 of his, his 20 shots, one in two, when he hits the middle of the goal, where the goalkeeper you would imagine is going to be most of the time, if they were stood still on the line, of course, they end up going in. Um, so I think that's something that, you know, yes, he likes to hit this sort of right-hand post, and you can understand this because essentially, oh, I'm going to try and draw it with perspective. Because I believe this is how perspective would reveal it. So if Darwin Nunes is over here on this sort of right-hand side, he's going, oh, this worked a belter. I never thought that was going to happen. Um, he's going to knock those into there rather than, to be fair to him, he did that against us, didn't he? Uh, and Alisson comes up with an absolutely belter save. Woo! Right in there like that. But that's just natural for a right footer playing off that left-hand side. And again, that's probably why he hits this area of the, of the goal as well. So again, you know, very much a player who wants to play from that left-hand side and curl his, cross, uh, his shots in, as most strikers do. You know, if you're left-footer, you want to play on the right-hand side and do exactly the same. We know that. There you go. That is just a little sneak peek of what we've done over on Red Men Plus from my stat show. Um, it's close to an hour of Darwin Nunes' goodness. He's absolutely fucking sensational. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited after going through that, researching it, looking at all those different things. You've had that sneak peek. If you want more, get over to redmenplus.com. Get yourself signed up to our Netflix for Liverpool fans. It really is sensational. And of course, there are documentaries coming thick and fast and our entire back catalogue, including the Hendo 10 uh, docu-series, which is, you know, award-winning. Uh, it got the Chris Page Best Documentary We've Ever Produced Awards. What more can you want? Redmenplus.com. Thank you for watching. Ta-ra. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.